episode two of the Thick and Thin podcast. It's a very exciting episode because we are live in the cave of the thug mongoose that is Kaya Knowles. So uh, I just want to introduce her by saying she's a Muay Thai fighter, martial artist, a artist, and a great friend of mine. So please welcome Kaya. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey. So, welcome back, you should say, right? <laughs> uh, so you guys don't know this. <laughs> and such is my the story of my life. But um, last week... We tried to record, right? We tried to record, yeah. and Kaya drove all the way down uh, from her area, which is uh, it's close to the gym, right? Yeah, pretty close to Boxing Works. Okay, so um, she drove all the way to my house, which, and the first thing she said to me was, wow, I've never drove that far in my life. <laughs> it's true. Um, I just started taking the freeway at the beginning of this year, 2020. What, what year is it? Yeah, 2020. 2020, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was kind of an adventure. Took like four different freeways and went really fast. And you said it was your New Year's resolution to, to drive more, right? Yeah, yeah. And you seemed like a little bit like, <laughs> <laughs> like you almost got an accident or something. You were like a little stone faced. I was super out of it. I feel like I had to get into the mood to like do anything after that drive. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, um, it's definitely, especially if you're not as comfortable, it's such an adrenaline like dump almost because mm-hmm. you're so focused. That like after you don't realize how exhausting like how exhausted you get from driving sometimes. Yeah. Like if you're totally. sleepy and you're trying to like focus or whatever the case is, and especially like yeah, that's the farthest you've ever drove. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. But my <laughs> dumbass, <laughs> since I'm not very experienced in the podcasting, uh, we recorded about a 40 minute episode. It's pretty solid, and then I didn't push record on my microphone. <laughs> So it would have been all my voice. It would have been all your voice, voice. but you can hear me in the background. I sound like a beaten stepchild. I'm just like, oh. what do you think about this? And you're just like, ah! <laughs> so it was, uh, it was um, this is take two. Yeah. And we're actually live on location at Kaya's house. Yep, we're at my uh, beautiful apartment. It's very all beautiful. All 400 square feet of it. It's very nice. Um, and I really appreciate you having me over. Yeah. I felt so bad. I was literally so pissed at myself that whole day i just couldn't believe that i fucking deleted an entire episode after you drove there i was just like i suck at life <laughs> it was well it was good days. practice yeah getting it's... to speak into this mic and such right right so yeah. we got a kind of a dry run through so uh you could check out kaya also before i forget uh you just recently had a youtube clip released i did yeah so this uh media group called bad matchup mm-hmm. um did a video of me they took it after seeing my last fight in october um and they just released it yesterday so that's on youtube <laughs> and how, it's just uh what would you look under to find it it would be just I think, um it's like bad matchup my name kaya kaya Knowles, and then muay thai fighter so kaya has several nicknames or you've gone through several nicknames oh uh, yes <laughs> it currently is the kaya uh kaya on fire I've, I've Kaya on Fire is like the first one, I feel like. Okay. Um, and then you started calling me Thug Mongoose, which I really like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then my uh, strength and conditioning coach, Nick, started calling me Tugboat, which I also really like. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I, so, heard Jack, I heard Jack's call you that a couple yeah, times. I was yeah, like, and adorable. she's the moose. <laughs> the moose. <laughs> um, yeah, I called you. Oh, the, another one I liked was your nickname or your name on uh, social media, uh, Instagram, is Kaya oh. Pinecones. Yeah. So your strength and conditioning coach, Nick, thought your last name was Paconis. Yeah. So, or Pinaconis. Yeah, so I thought that was hilarious because it just sounds like a detective. So every time Kyle would come in, I'd be like, Paconis. Yeah, no, it's funny that uh, that same group that did the YouTube video of me, they were like, oh, I know there's like a Enye somewhere in there, but I don't know where to like put it. And I was like, oh, no, that's Pinecones. That's not my last name. Kaya Enye. I know. And then you were the bonsai tree for a brief period of time. Oh, yes. Another Anthony classic. Yeah. Well, that was Brian that gave you that one, but I stuck with it because I was like, Was it? Well, it was because Danny was big tree. Oh, yeah. I was slender tree. And then Brian's like, oh, it's the bonsai tree. The little tree. Tiny shrub. Good luck. (laughs) Exactly. So that was the the history of Kaya's names there. There you go. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into Muay Thai? Yeah, so when I was in high school, my dad was training MMA with a couple of guys uh, out of this gym called South Bay Jiu-Jitsu, which was in Hermosa Beach. Um, I went to go train with them one day, and it was just like these bigger, older guys, uh, and I was rolling on the floor with them as like a 16-year-old little girl, and I was kind of like, oh, 
this is uncomfortable. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I still wanted to do some kind of martial arts, um, but more so like standing type of things after that. Um, and Boxing Works happened to be right next door to South Bay Jiu-Jitsu at the time. Uh, the old, old location. We've since moved twice, but I kind of stumbled upon them when I was 17 and just never left, really. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you, So it's it's really interesting to me the fact that, uh, you know, you seeing your dad do MMA kind of wanted got you to want to do it. Yeah. Where I think uh, most people, I don't even want to say women, uh, I say most people, when they see MMA or they experience that kind of thing, a lot of them are like, fuck this. Like, what am I, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you were drawn sense. to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've always kind of had that, like, I don't know, want to be physical in that physical. kind of way. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's like a weird explanation. No, no, no. Yeah, like you just had that like kind of aggression. Yeah. Because your know. fighting style is very aggressive. It is pretty aggressive. But mm-hmm. I I feel like that's also kind of by necessity. But, true, true. Um, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, maybe it is. I actually met your dad. Well, the first time I saw your dad, um, he's a very uh, a, a stocky, uh, whiter gentleman. <laughs> and uh, He's was, a redhead. Yeah, I was on the plane to Iowa um, yeah. for your first oh, fight. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I saw him wearing a, a boxing work shirt, and I was kind of trying to figure out. I was pretty new to the gym. I was probably a year or two in, so I was like, maybe there's some guys in the morning that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to say anything because I was just a weirdo. And then we got off the plane, and then... Uh, it was your parents. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and your mom, I met your parents. I was like, oh, shit, we're on the same plane together. Yeah. And I think they were coming to surprise me for my first fight, yes. actually. And your first fight <laughs> then, was in Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Well, which is kind of crazy. But um, they went to surprise me. And then you had texted one of our other teammates. And they were like, oh, hey, your parents were on the same flight as Anthony. And I was like, what? They're here. So and I ruined then they're it? like, oh, damn it. I ruined everything? <laughs> you did. Oh, my God. I, I mean, didn't know that till now. <laughs> I mean, I kind of wish they didn't surprise me, but, you know, that's... I'm such an idiot! <laughs> <laughs> so your first fight was um, the Iowa tournament. Yeah, the TBA tournament. Which is the biggest amateur tournament pretty much in the U.S. Yeah. As, as far as rankings go, there's we have one on the West Coast, which is, is pretty big now in Arizona. And there's one in New York, but Iowa's really the mecca of where everybody goes to really... Yeah, <laughs> so many people. And your first fight was against a, a much more experienced opponent, much taller, too, yeah, uh, about five inches taller, mm-hmm. and then that was my first fight. That was her fourth fight, so it was kind of, uh, I mean, it was fine. It was a learning experience like any other, but. I remember uh, Michael Corley, who's the president of um, the the U.S. Uh, Muay Thai team. Mm-hmm. He refed your first fight, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he came That's up to right. me, he came up to me and Brian after, and he's like, you know, that girl lost, but she's really, really good. And me and Brian were both just like, oh, yeah, that was her first fight. And he was convinced that we were, we were fucking with him. He was oh, like, there's dang. no way that was her first fight. You know, it was like. That's so, so cool. <laughs> and he's very, you know, he was, you know, it's Michael Corley. For you guys that are on the Muay Thai scene, I think everybody knows who he is. If you don't, educate yourself. But, um, you know, for, for him to come up and, and really give us that compliment, it was like, or give Brian that compliment. I was just kind of there hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> so it, should, it speaks volumes to Kaya's technique from, from the beginning. So, uh, super cool. And it was interesting to see you come up when you started. Did you have an intention of fighting or was it just, um, I don't think so. Um, I don't even remember like in the beginnings what I was thinking. Um, I really did look up to all the fighters. I remember like, uh, before I started, before I was doing like the advanced classes with the fighters, um, I would sort of like idolize Janet, Jackie, April, you know, like kind of look at them from afar and feel like I was just so far away from that world. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, being interested in that kind of a thing. But I don't know if, like, when I started, I had the intentions. Okay, so just because for me, seeing your progress from the beginning to now and the, you know, mental changes of, mm-hmm. as well as the physical changes are so huge, such a huge difference. Yeah. When you started, you were a little bit on the heavier side. Yes, I was obese. <laughs> and was that, did a doctor tell you that? Or? A doctor told me that I was obese. So you, yeah. so how, how did that happen? You go to a checkup, or what was the situation? Yeah, yeah. I mean, long story short, I did go to a checkup, um, and I had nothing wrong with me, but he was like, you're 172 pounds, I think I was at the time. That is 
technically by your BMI, you're obese. Mm. <laughs> so you need to keep your hand out of the chip bag. And I was just like, what the, why would he fucking say that to me? Smart ass. He had to add that shit in there. <laughs> like, that's so unnecessary. Like, oh, you should, you know, you know, consider your health and watch your diet. Like, fine. But <laughs> so is that what sparked you to start? No, actually, I was already, uh, I had already started Muay Thai at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, um. And what was your, like, uh, you know what I have to do? Actually, I don't even want to say it. I'm just going to correct it, but it's a mental note I'm just making. Anyway, uh, what was your diet like uh, when you were that that heavy? I don't know. I mean, it was just like whatever. anything. And I feel like I probably did like eat emotionally. Um, I think I got that heavy because I had been uh, prescribed like antidepressants or something, and mm. I was taking that for a year. You know, that usually, and did, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, make me gain a lot of weight and, you know, I don't know, made me more sad at the time. But once I got off and, you know, I started doing Muay Thai more regularly, you know, that's when it started trending downwards. Right. And now that you're a fighter and you're healthy, and it's almost as, as a fighter, you could tell when something's off, right? You could tell if your energy levels aren't correct could tell if you're lacking something right yeah totally it's like you have a spider sense you're so in tune with your body as an athlete it is really cool i feel like even like the type of food i need i can mm -hmm. tell what's gonna like feed me in the moment right that's (laughs) awesome i love that um but when you were when you were a little heavier did you feel that can you tell that you just didn't like your energy levels weren't right did you feel anything different or it was probably my normal. I mean, I knew things weren't right, right because mm-hmm. I was, like, sad all the time and, like, heavy. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know. It, it was just, like, when you're stuck in that kind of mud, you know, you don't really know that you are. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why I asked because I was curious about it because, you know, most of my friends, uh, God bless you guys, I love you guys, uh, they're a little on the heavier side. <laughs> and one of my friends recently, he's, he's lost uh, some weight and he was just telling me how much better he feels and, and he, his doctor told him that he was obese. So I was just curious to, is if you had some insight to – and he told me. He's like, I feel like shit, so I think I'm really fat. <laughs> I was yeah, like, oh, you know. Yeah. So I just had – I was wondering if you had any like um, – or did you develop – obviously you develop the spider sense as you go, right? Yeah, and I think – I mean, I think the hard thing with that um, is that you, you just got to like decide for yourself, you know. That's what I, you mean. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people that will like have the best intentions or like, you know – do a lot of research about diet and whatever, but like go back to old ways because I don't know, you're mentally not ready or whatever. Right. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. It's just, it's just a, it's a really tricky thing. And so when you, st- when you started, how much did you weigh? Is that okay if I ask that? Yeah. So I mean, I'm just trying to inspire people out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. At, uh, at the beginning I was like, you know, around 170 or the heaviest I was, was that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, Somehow I remember like going, shooting down to 150 pretty fast, like getting back into Muay Thai. Um, And then from there on, it was like, you know, this slow incremental drop down to, you know, what I am now. (laughs) Right. Now you're not, you're not sucked up. You're not starved. You're a healthy, comfortable weight. Yeah, uh, still a little plump. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, but it's, it's great. Not, yeah, but... No, but uh, it's it's just good that you're you're a healthy you know you're a healthy athlete, yeah. and just to, to see the transformation because Kaya for you guys that don't know she's not exactly a basketball player she's not the top. <laughs> <laughs> wait what does that mean Anthony <laughs> no it just you know so to see her I was is a very noticeable transformation and uh, again I don't want to sound like I'm creepy I was watching in a, a coaching way but <laughs> I watched you progress in class. We see the drops in weight. We see the improvement, the technique, the flow. And it was uh, definitely one of the biggest transformation. Uh, and I've been doing this shit for like 13 years and I've ever seen. Dang. So, nice. you know, it's just something that I think is very inspiring. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you walk us through a, a typical hard day of training? Hard day of training. Mm-hmm. All right. I think my hardest days are the days that I do conditioning and like training you know, on the same days, which is three times a week, usually. Right. Um, uh, so in conditioning, conditioning is about an hour and a half. And I do that with Nick Curson, who I mentioned earlier. 
Um, and he's speed of sport. Speed of sport. Mm-hmm. That's right. He trains top uh, athletes in, in pretty much anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. By boxing, um, Ruslan Provodnikov worked with him. Mm-hmm. Fabricio Verdum, a lot of uh, top UFC boxers. Uh, yeah. He's got some Olympic swimmers, baseball he has some players. Swimmers, tennis players, baseball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, everything. He's uh, he's really good at pushing everyone to their. Oh, sorry. Am I speaking to Mike? No, you're good. <laughs> um. To their athletic peak. And he kind of customizes workouts specifically for... For your sport, yeah. Yeah, and and the thing is, too, is a lot of the workouts uh, for strength and conditioning, it's still so new to fighting. Mm -hmm. It's fighting, you know, to try to incorporate them. So a lot of guys out there do bro science. They they lift this, (laughs) they do that, and it doesn't seem to apply as much. But Nick's workouts are specifically for building explosiveness Mm -hmm. or whatever's tailored for what you need for fights, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty extreme. That's pretty awesome, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, he's like been my only conditioning coach right. that I've ever met, so I wouldn't be able to tell you the difference between. Well, I've know, I've worked with other. tons. Yeah, uh, you know, everyone's got a different style. Everyone's got a different science, and I'm sure you know to some people what works for one person might not work for the other person. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, right now I'm blessed to be working with Mike Quintero, who's you know he's got his masters. He's legit. Everything he tells me is great advice, and uh, you know f- from. With him, I, I've been I've been in the best condition I've ever been for a fight and stuff like that, and then Nick seems to have a very similar um, kind of a, uh, what do you say grasp on what to do and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of have their stuff down. It seems like so. Yeah. I definitely, and he's got some of the best athletes in the world. Yeah, totally. Including you he's guys. Got, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Me and Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's awesome. Okay, so after strength conditioning, what comes next? Uh, so then I speed off to work speed. <laughs> <laughs> down the 405. Um, and then in the evenings is when I do Muay Thai. So Muay Thai is five to six times a week. Um, we did the math last time. It, it could be two to two and a half hours, right. just depending on the day. So, uh, in the evenings we have a class, it's the eight o'clock class, but Brian does expect us to get there earlier. So I usually try to come in. Whenever I can, which, you know, hopefully is 7, 7.30. Um, do warm up on my own, hit the bag for a while, and then during class we'll go over a bunch of different drills um, and then usually get some pad work, some sparring, some clinching, just depending on the day. Right, and the one yeah. thing that I really love about Boxing Works, uh, you know, uh, for people who aren't as familiar with our structure of our program mm-hmm. is there's a all levels class, which is good for any level, like legitimately yeah, all levels. Totally. It's good from a beginner to uh, an advanced. I could take the class and get a great workout. Also mm-hmm. practice technique. It's very good class. Um, and then following that is the fight it's, it's fighters class, but it's not necessarily yeah. just for fighters, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there's some people in there who've never had a fight. Right. But they want to train like a fighter. And uh, the good thing about it is everyone's kind of in it together. Whether yeah. you're fighting, you're not fighting, you have a fight coming up, you don't, you know, whatever the situation is, it's just if you want to take it to the next level. Yeah. And yeah, a exactly. lot of gyms don't incorporate that. A lot of gyms, uh, or fighters, should I say, there's a lot of divas out there. Hmm. And we've, how many people have we seen come and go from the gym? You I know, mean. <laughs> a lot. Especially yeah, like people, definitely. a lot of fighters come in um, and they think they could sort of they're special mm-hmm. and it's just like nope you're just one of the group yeah yeah and you're it's not gonna get special attention yeah you're not gonna get special attention <laughs> and some people can't handle that yeah i've seen a lot of people leave just like because they're not getting the one-on-one with the coach they're not getting the individual attention but honestly brian's there watching everything you do he does yeah and even when he doesn't tell you i feel like he's <laughs> he's always <laughs> he's like watching behind. he's always yeah. listening yeah he's always the man has great hearing <laughs> yeah so. <laughs> it's true it's true you always hear what <laughs> yeah. oh, nothing <laughs> But even in like, I remember the first day uh, I trained with Brian, uh, crew Pope Joy, should I say, I was hitting the bag and he was watching me hit the bag and I was like, oh, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of see what they're doing, if they're fucking around or whatever. So yeah, I really appreciate the, the kind of eyes on you, uh-huh. you know, and uh, the classes are sort of tailored to you, even though if you may not realize it. Yeah, exactly. He, uh, he has a plan, even though he doesn't tell you. Right. <laughs> and he sits there for a, an hour before class and writes down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, he's got his, his little notebook, his yeah. composition book. <laughs> yeah, don't fucking talk to him when he's, <laughs> when he's in that zone. You know? <laughs> the genius is that way. Yeah. <laughs> so then after class, do you, do, um, do you run regularly? I do, yeah, pretty regularly. So I've been um, 
on days that I have conditioning is usually the days that I'll try to do some sprints. So um, it's been different since I've started my job. I used to do conditioning and then sprints, and then I'd like chill for mm -hmm. most of the day and then train. Uh, but now that I have to like speed to work, I've been after Muay Thai training, going to another gym that I pay like you know twenty thirty bucks for a month, uh, just to like do my sprints and stuff. Oh, what gym is that? Uh, it's called Coast. Okay, so it's just like a yeah, it's just a like gourmet gym. Okay, no, but that's good because it's it's a good disconnect. Yeah, that too. Uh, yeah, when I go to twenty four, like if I'm in fight camp or if we're you know if I get a little burnt out from doing Muay Thai, I like just lift and I. Yeah, yeah. Get my bro mode or whatever it is, you know? <laughs> I could go there and nobody says hi to me. I'm like, yes. No, I'm just kidding. I love saying <laughs> hi to people. <laughs> so you did work the – so that's like a typical – and that's like a good sometimes four to five hours, something like that probably. If you're doing two uh, hours – Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a, that's a, a lot of work, yeah. Yeah, that's what do you why. Put, do you think about it? <laughs> but oh. when, the good thing about the class too is you don't really realize how much time goes by, but usually it's like an hour yeah, and a half. Yeah, that's know? true. You're there a half hour before, so it's like two hours. It's a big bulk of time. It is. I trained like that <laughs> when I went to Thailand. I went recently went to AKA, and the classes were like two hours long. That's the only other time I've really seen someone implement it with it being slick. Yeah. And Brian, if you haven't gone to Thailand, which... You, I haven't gone to Thailand. But you plan oh, to go, right? I want to, yeah. Yeah, it's just... Uh, and when you go, too, it's, it's everything with the internet now. There's no secrets out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's sort of... Uh, that used to be the thing about Thailand. Like people, there's some like crazy mysterious techniques you're going to learn yeah. or something like that. But it's just a lot of what Brian does. Hmm. Like he just has a technique. He wants to get down. You practice, you drill it, mm -hmm. you hit pads, you do everything you're supposed to do, you know? Yeah. So he really runs it the way that, you know, that the Thais do. And, you know, it, it shows, right? You can tell, like, I think what separates is, what do you think separates boxing from other gyms? Oh, man. I mean, I, I truly haven't, like, seen – I haven't been to that many gyms. I've never trained at any other gym, so well, what I can't about, – What about, like, just watching fights? I I mean, I do – I do feel like, you know, Brian puts a lot of thought into each and every one of his fighters. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just like a, all right, go out there and you're going to, like – kick as hard I mean you're gonna like go out there and kick as hard as you can but like there's always like something not like specific but like very tailored in the way he does things. absolutely yeah very like very intelligent mm -hmm. um so I feel like you know that's one of the strengths of of that gym and every of our gym <laughs> yeah absolutely it was crazy too um that uh, this is kind of going back to what we were talking about, but that uh -huh. it's it's so crazy because uh, me and you we've gone to Iowa together. Yeah, we've gone to Arizona together twice. The states. Yeah, so we've been <laughs> we've been traveling. <laughs> um, we uh, it's it's crazy the um, tournaments that you've done. Yeah, that's you've right. done a, a few tournaments, and when I was coming up, it was the end of the smokers. Are mm -hmm. you familiar with smokers? Uh, yeah, I think. But by the time I started, smokers were considered illegal. Yeah, I did the my first fight was the last one in California. That was, oh wow! Yeah, Dang. and then after that, CSAC stepped in and they outlawed them. Oh. Um, for those of you guys that don't know, uh, let me tell you a little story. Real yeah, quick. no, so, tell us. So the <laughs> a smoker would be essentially just a fight at the gym. You'd wear pads, you'd wear uh, smaller gloves, uh, headgear, and uh, you would just go into gyms and they would set up a bunch of chairs. And it was good too because the gyms could make money off the fights. Mm -hmm. So supporting each other, you go. They do. They had a big whiteboard. You would show up, they would match you up then and there, sort of mm -hmm. like boxing does. Uh, but I, I told my, my father, he's my grandpa that raised me, uh, he's, he's old. He was old school. Yeah. You know? He was born in the 1930s. So I told him, I said, hey, I, I think I'm going to do a smoker. Uh -huh. He looked at me, he's like, what? <laughs> and I said, I'm going to do a smoker. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, it's, uh, I was like a fight at the gym. He's like, oh. And I was like, I was like what did you think I meant? He's yeah. like, well... In my day, smokers would be where there'd be a, a couple doing the dirty and <laughs> a bunch of people would come and sit around them and watch and oh, they would smoke cigars. <laughs> so the room would be all smoky. So they called them like, you can go to the smokers. It'd be like a live sex show basically. Yeah. So he's like, so are you watching? Yeah, are you participating? So just, he had this like complete look of puzzlement on his face. Oh so my gosh. I was like, what did you think? Where I was did I go wrong? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sick bastard. No, no. <laughs> Anyway, that was, that was a random story. but So I've never done one of those. No, no that's good. <laughs> that's good. good. I did do like a PKB event, uh -huh. which is I, pretty much a smoker in my mind. 
uh, where it's like 16 ounce gloves, headgear, all of that. And where, then, where did you do that at? Uh, Carlsbad Kickboxing. Oh, and it was that's such, right. That's... Like I don't want to, you know, speak poorly of anybody, but <laughs> like I was signed up to do 125, which is like over the weight that I fight at now. Um, but last minute they were like, nope, you're doing 135 and you're fighting this like five, nine girl. I don't know. It was just like, yeah, the weirdest. That, that's kind of the thing that used to happen with smokers is everyone lie about their records. Yeah, so some people yeah. would have like 10 fights and they, or they've been training for 10 years and then you go up there like, oh, I've been training six months and I have zero fights. Dude. Yeah. One, one of my other teammates had had zero fights. That was his first event of any mm-hmm. kind. Um, and I was just in line waiting to weigh in or something. And this guy like turns around and he's like, Hey, this is like my 18th fight. I'm fighting this guy, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh shit, that's my teammate. Yeah. Also, after that I heard about that. Out. Yeah. <laughs> also that guy's on drugs. <laughs> I, know, I was like, uh, yeah, I remember that. I was okay. fucking pissed. I wanted to go fuck that guy up because I knew they yeah. were lying about their record. And I was like, motherfuckers. But that's what used to piss me off so bad is, um, so many gyms would do that. They would puff up the records. Like, yeah. And oh, that, that happened to me once, too, in Arizona. That happened to you many times. Many, many times. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, always... not, not forcibly, but it was more the tournament style. You you faced a lot of high-end competition. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this one time that I'm thinking of specifically, which was in 2018, we both went to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, I had signed up for, like, the B class. And, like, throughout the weekend, everybody dropped out. There was just me and this one girl. And then the night before, they found out that she had lied about her record. She she puffed it up. Or she she sandbagged, I guess. Sandbagged. That's yeah. what I should say. Yeah. <laughs> say puffed up. Yeah. I think she had <laughs> had, like, over 10 fights or something. And B class is nine or under. So they kicked her out. And then they found me another girl to fight. <laughs> but this girl had also been A class. Inez. Uh, she was is a junior fighter still but she had already had like 16 or something very experienced yes very experienced very good very Uh, close came down (laughs) to the wire fight yeah yeah it's back in like most of your fight just going heads up banging it out it's a great fight it's a great fight um but yeah it's just crazy the i've at the competition i've seen you face at such an early stage of your career Mm -hmm. and uh you know i i told you before too i was like it's gonna you're gonna click and when it clicks it's gonna be big and it's gonna come fast and mm. it seems like you're kind of on that uphill climb like right now which i is hope great. so yeah yeah and i mean, I mean honestly at this point it, like win or lose it's still it's still good experience but you could definitely see where you're starting to find your rhythm and your groove and your yeah no yeah. totally it's uh it's definitely gotten better the or at least like my mindset and not how easy i find it but just how doable everything is let's uh, let's talk about let, let's talk about that mindset yeah yeah um so <clears throat> Let's see. <laughs> so I, I, I no no no. I, I just want to say like when you started off, yeah, it was a lot more um, mentally frustrating for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, and uh, I don't want to put you on blast or anything, mm-hmm. but we've had incidents of uh, <laughs> what, well, which I'm definitely myself guilty of of kind of having meltdowns. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> I just want to tell them about that one time mm-hmm. <laughs> specifically in April. Uh, yeah. Or... Kind of, Kaya, Kaya's sparring in the ring, and she's doing really well. And then all of a sudden, she's just like, I stopped. She's kind of had like a little <laughs> bit of a breakdown. I was like, oh, my God, because Brian had left me to like kind of watch the fighters. And yeah. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> but it was just something that, uh, you know, you get so built, so much emotion is built up. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I think it's important for people to kind of hear that because there's so many people that we know specifically even – that are so laser jet focused. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like they deviate from it. Or maybe they do. They just don't show as much as like some people. That are dealing with it or something. Yeah. And I've just, uh, I, that's another huge part of you growing. I've seen right now you're a lot like you, even today we we're talking about your frustration today, right? You're yeah. Talking? Yeah. Yeah. And how you've kind of. It's uh, easier to deal with, but um, yeah. So uh, I've been known to have a few meltdowns in my time, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think everyone I know has seen me cry at mm-hmm. least once, at least twice, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so I've definitely had a hard time um, in the past, and I think it's mainly just because I put so much into it um, that, you know, the fight, the camp, everything becomes, like, an image of me. And if, like, one little thing happens at you know especially in this time where i'm like not eating a lot training like 
crazy and doing all these things so i'm like physically down to the wire yeah uh so that like especially with your this state. time like, that's, yeah that's how they get people to fucking interrogate they just starve them <laughs> yeah fuck <laughs> they get me so fast calorie deficient. you did it you know you're upset you're, you're tired like you said you're putting hours in it a day it's just it's so much on your mental state yeah that it's it i mean I don't want to say it's, like, easy to just break down, but, I mean, it kind of is, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're so beat down that, like, you'll just get frustrated, or I'll just get frustrated, and, right. you know, sort of spaz out a little bit, and I'm pretty honest about, like, my feelings and stuff, oh, so good. I haven't been too afraid to show everybody at the gym. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good, and I think it's 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 not necessarily a bad thing, too, because it shows how much you, like, you want it, how much you care about it, that sort of thing, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And some people um, in camps, they're just cool the whole time in camp, and they have a fucking mental breakdown, like, right before the fight. Like, as they're walking out, we're warming up. Like, ah! It's like, yeah. Fuck, you know, but if you see someone kind of going through the struggle, it just makes it that more, um, like, when they when they do win, it's that much, you know, more of a relief, that, yeah. that much greater of a win, right? No, totally. Yeah, so... That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that we could talk about that. Yeah, and we were talking about how, like, uh, last week when we were recording, we were talking about this, and I was like, oh, yeah, this camp I've been pretty, like, chill mentally, you know, like, just, like, hard work, whatever, on the grind. Uh, but then I did kind of, <laughs> had a little hard time this week, and, and now that I'm three weeks out, I feel like it's, that's a pretty, you And know, she's actually three weeks time. out from a, a huge fight that's taking place. Oh, in- yeah. Uh, February 7th. February 7th, one night only, Anaheim, Anaheim. IFS. One night only. $40, uh, cash Venmo, you can ask Anthony about all all of that. Yeah, you guys can hit me up, or there's just ways to contact Kaya, but come out and support, it's going to be huge. Yeah. Yeah, and she's fighting, do you know who you're fighting? Yeah, I'm uh, fighting a girl named Elisa, who trains out of Master Toddy's, (laughs) I believe, and that is all I know. (laughs) Okay, that's all you need to know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Um, so that's oh my God. So, <laughs> sorry today uh jackie was like oh yeah you'll be like bye felicia because i think she thought her name was felicia <laughs> i was like oh it's lisa it's pretty close <laughs> bye lisa same, same. <laughs> anyways uh, that's a huge advantage because uh the jackie we're talking about is jackie Bontan. jackie Bontan and yes. uh, janet the todd most... they're both signed with one championship they are yeah by uh, J- janet sisters to- yeah janet todd's uh fighting uh stamp for the one championship which pretty much would distinguish who's the number one atom weight in the world mm-hmm. right that's right and, and then jackie she swept through the west coast you know she's killed the game out here she's won titles in iowa arizona and now she's been signed to one yeah. so having these kind of training partners in this kind of competition what's it like starting out working with them mm-hmm. to now i mean it's it's been amazing the whole way through uh overall I, obviously it's been it's always been very, very challenging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, I was sparring both of them last night. And, you know, even though I've, I know I've, you know, gotten better from where I've started and everything, they're just, like, such, on such a high level that it's, it, like, frustrates me. But, like, they're very, you know, caring in the way that they do things. Well, the thing, too, is those two haven't stopped either since you started. They have you know, not they, stopped, yeah, they've no. they've kept grinding and <laughs> doing the same thing. You know, yeah, and they've, like, they've just excelled, like, since the time that I started, they're already like, you know, on the uprise, especially Janet was like, you know, starting to do IFMA and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, having them as, as uh, training partners has been like so cool. And that's, that's <laughs> one of the, the hard things about, um, uh, you know, there's certain weight classes that I think they kind of suck to train in, mm-hmm. um, like a heavyweight, for example. Yeah. There's not a lot of their heavyweights, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, girls, some uh, at most gyms, there's not a lot of females. That's true. You know, yeah. so there's certain weight classes or, you know, lighter guys, like whatever the thing is. I think like the average is kind of like around 155. So if mm-hmm. you're a little bit lighter for the guys or a little bit heavier, you, you'll find someone to work with. Yeah. You're really big, really small. That's kind of where it gets a little difficult. Yeah. And you're lucky to have a lot of uh, training partners. Yeah, I'm lucky that um, they're all like around my size too. Yeah, so I think that's 115 to 125. Like. Yeah, and not to say that boxing works is just you know 115 to 125 girls. Yeah, but, no, there's definitely but, other people. But that's yeah, that's definitely the the weight class of sort of the the choice around there. Yeah. You know? And yeah. every gym, uh, you know, I, um, has their own sort of. Oh, most of the guys here are 145 fighters, or these females are 135. Like every gym has that where there's a lot of, huh. they kind of flock to it. Huh. Like heavyweights, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of his name. Um, uh, 
he's down San Diego, but he's got a lot of the, like Mike Lemire, uh, a lot of heavyweights. And it's one of the rare gyms that does that. Uh-huh. You know, because usually at every gym there's like one heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's really hard for them to get sparring and then to develop good habits in that aspect. But you're lucky to have that kind of circle of uh, ass kickers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. Woo. Woo. So what do you like to do for um, recovery here? Do you take any supplements? Supplements? Um... <laughs> Actually, CSAC. Nah, they probably won't hear I know. this. But yeah, I know. <laughs> not like she's on the juice or something. But, but <laughs> no, like, for, like, do you, to sleep, do you take anything? Uh, only when I like really need to, I'll like make a valerian root, ah. uh, magnesium, little tea. Yeah, that's bomb. Magnesium, if you guys don't know, they have the natural calm. Is yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. exactly uh, what I have. Yeah, you put like, a, like a, a spoon of it in, you put some hot water, it looks like fucking something out of Harry Potter books. Yeah, it gets all bubbles. Up. Yeah, and then you drink it, it's so good, and it just relaxes all your muscle. And most people are magnesium deficient anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it's really good for recovery and just relaxing. What's that? Most people in America are deficient, so mm-hmm. heads up to you guys. You should probably be taking some natural calm. There you go. This is an advertisement, actually. <laughs> Today's advertisement. We're sponsored by Natural Calm. Uh, but I, I am super into, like, I don't know, that, like, herbal stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like... Well, it's it's funny because, like, you go to the doctor and, um, you know, I have a bunch of fucked up organs from years of abusing my body. <laughs> and uh, you talk to doctors and, like, you know, take this or take that. And they'll try to give you, like certain drugs and I know they're doing damage to other parts of my body Yeah. and I'm like no I don't want to do that I'll just take turmeric I'll take milk thistle or whatever for certain organs to mm-hmm. you know kind of bump them up and they just don't recognize it like they're like I guess yeah like, they just look at you like you kind of like that's not gonna work oh well, yeah I mean because they're you know taught a certain yeah, way yeah exactly um but mm-hmm. I do tend to like more of the natural stuff Definitely, me too. too absolutely um, it works. Not as severe, but like like I had mentioned before, being on the the SSRI antidepressants, mm-hmm. I feel like really fucked me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Physically and mentally, I didn't feel an ounce less depressed. I think I was actually like getting worse. Well, the way. thing <laughs> that sucks about um, antidepressants, or at least from my experience with them, yeah. uh, I took I took antidepressants, um, anti anxiety for like two three months when I first stopped drinking. Uh-huh. So my fucking world was completely rocked. Like uh, Dude, my that's my a senses lot. were so <laughs> off, and they Fuck. gave me a very mild um, uh, antidepressant, anti anxiety, mm-hmm. and it was pretty chill. And then within a couple of months, I was off it. But apparently, um, you know, from experience with like close people. And that you're telling me now, it's, it's, yeah. it's, you have to really like search for the right pill. You do. And I mean, that's what I hear from a lot of people that it's this whole process, but I don't know if I'm like that interested. And in... well now <laughs> I mean, the thing is like when you're depressed, you know, you're, you're already in it and you're not really seeing it. But once you get out of it and you kind of get, I think exercise is so fucking important. Like, I mean, obviously it is. I'm not saying it's my theory. <laughs> but, you know, He's on to something. Yeah, you know, but like now that you're eating clean, you, you know, you're a lot healthier physically, mentally. It's just. It's kind of there's no need for it, really, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of the mental stuff is definitely more manageable. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's always perfect, but um, that is, like, sort of how I got into, like, all that natural, like, remedy stuff, too, because I was kind of also searching searching for something to give me more energy because I'm always, like, super tired from everything. Right. Which, I mean, you know, the answer is probably rest, but, like, who has time for that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then something to, like help my mood too so yeah and there's no like if you take turmeric for inflammation it's not going to say well you take turmeric you're going to get you know explosive diarrhea and possibly <laughs> yeah. nosebleed it's like what <laughs> you know, like it's the backlash of a lot of the drugs that doctors prescribe me it's so intense it is that i'm like fuck that like i'm, I'm good i'll just suffer the pain or do whatever mm-hmm. i have to do to i don't want those side effects you know mm-hmm. you can take this pill you won't feel any pain and then after the pill's gone you're going to be fucked up in the head for uh, three weeks. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm not going to yeah. do that to myself, you know? Oh, man. Anybody listening to this is probably like, oh, wow. She's like, probably doesn't want to, uh, <laughs> what is it like when you give your children the shot? <laughs> oh, vaccine? Yeah. <laughs> She's an anti-vaxxer, probably. <laughs> Damn hippie. Uh, fuck. No, it's, I'm it's... realizing I'm going on this uh, No, I mean, of course you want to take some stuff. If a doctor tells you to take something, you want to take it. But I think there's just a lot of healthy things you could take. That are herbal and homeopathic, would you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, homeopathic. I like rhodiola a lot. What's rhodiola? It is a herb. It's called an adaptogen. It helps a lot. It helps me with energy mainly, but it supposedly really? helps uh, with stress levels, just regulating all of that, um, and mood is what they say. But oh, really? I so like it's kind of like, like a bee supplement or something like that? 
I mean, a B supplement, like, that's that's a vitamin. Obviously. Ginseng. I want to be all hopped like, up on energy. dope. <laughs> <laughs> and Adderall. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> that and the meth, it really. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called again? Uh, rhodiola. Rhodiola. Okay, yeah. I'll look into that. I didn't even heard of that, honestly. Yeah. But um, today my uh, strength conditioning coach was telling me about some herbs I could take for my stomach to help with the, like, kind of probiotic what stuff. What is it? Uh, just different things to help certain organs and stuff that I have like, you know, issues with. Um, yeah. So it's just interesting. Like I was like, I didn't fucking know that, but yeah. you know, like discovering magnesium, for example, was such a huge part of recovery for me now where I'm like, how, I don't know how I didn't take it before. Yeah, totally. Yeah, or like valerian root. If you do the, do you do the tincture or do you no, do the... No, I have like, like tea bags. Tea bags? Yeah. See, the tincture I like a lot more. Oh, really? From like Is sprouts. it like stronger? Yeah, it's way stronger. Oh. Uh-huh. It puts mm. you out like quick. Yeah, you get like a little lightheaded and then you like crash nice. out. Yeah, so <laughs> even if you don't go out completely, it'll put you to sleep like pretty immediately. Yeah. Within yeah. 10 or 15 minutes. So. Sleepy. That sleep with time. magnesium, you're, you're out for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something to knock me out. <laughs> yeah. So before we go, let's do a little uh, get to know Kaya game. Get to know her. Get to know Kaya. <laughs> so, I know you're not a big TV person. Nope. But if you did watch TV, what would you be watching? What What kind of question is that? Like if, uh, if say for example, you come home or you got a date night or something like that, what are you going to go see in the theater? Okay. Um, I mean, I feel like I'd like to see something funny, lighthearted. A, you know, just something like easy to watch. Comedy? Is, yeah. Rom-com or that. just comedy? I mean, not necessarily, but I won't, like, knock it. <laughs> yeah, I just watched um, Once Bitten. It's a I 19- don't know what that is. It's, it's Jim Carrey's <laughs> first movie that he was uh, starred in. Oh, snap. It comes out, like, 1987. Uh, I've never seen it before. Eons before I was born. I was when the year I was born. <laughs> oh. Back in my day. Um, but it's so crazy. It's just such an 80s movie. Yeah. Like, they all have the big hair, which I love the 80s. Yeah. Do you have an era in particular that you're fond of? Hmm. Maybe, like, the 60s or 70s. Yeah, one of the hippies for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hairy armpits dancing in the rain. I love it. Woo! <laughs> Okay, yeah, so Woodstock, that sort of thing. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, like, runner-up. I don't know, something about the 80s. No, the 80s is definitely cool, too. I, I mean, I definitely like, like, the music and the aesthetic and this stuff. This the upbeat cool. kind of, you know, yeah. I just, this, they had this song, it's like, what's beating, do, 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 and I was just, it's so cheesy, <laughs> but jamming. I've been thinking about it all day. I, I looked up on iPod or uh, iTunes. Yeah. They're like, we don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> old ass motherfucker I was like oh. you're gonna have to find that on vinyl exactly. and nothing yeah. else <laughs> the pawn shop somewhere yeah. yeah so what do you like to listen when you're doing this um, like your runs or something I, you told me last time but what, yeah. do you, what do you like to listen to I was I asked you to text me because I wanted to look it up and kind of go through it yeah okay so <laughs> um, so I was telling him last week about my Spotify 2019 wrapped which is where Spotify shows you like the most played songs Everybody on Instagram was taking pictures of that. Which, yeah, yeah. I, I, like, was tempted to do that for a second, and then I was like, mm, I don't think anyone really cares. <laughs> but whatever. Um, but my top song was by an artist called Megan The Stallion. Megan The Stallion. So she <laughs> she raps about pretty nasty things, and, yeah, he, so Anthony texted me earlier this week, like, oh, hey, what was that, what was that chick's name again? And I was like, nope, <laughs> not going to have you look <laughs> that up. But for anyone that knows, like, okay, yeah, I feel pretty <laughs> guilty. It's is, like a guilty pleasure kind of. Is it inspiring or is it uh, empowering? <laughs> is it just like, is it like too short? <laughs> Like what? Are... Yeah, I mean, like it's not like women's live empowering, but my boyfriend does call it like my empowerment music because she's just like, yeah, fuck, fucking everybody. <laughs> 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 so yeah, that that was number one. Number two was Drops of Jupiter. <laughs> Drops of Jupiter. Do you, do you know that song? Ah, uh, damn, I don't think I do. It was like, no. Is it new? No, no, it's a really old song. Can really? I play it? Yeah. Play a little bit of the beat. I'm super bad at, uh, well, Kyle looks this up. I'm yeah. super bad at music after kind of my era, I guess. Like newer music. This is not new at all. Okay. It's by Train. Can, can you hear? Yeah. No. Should I skip to the part where it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bump it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You know it right yeah, away, of right? Course. So that was number two. Oh, that's a great song. <laughs> so it's all like, right, all right. It's really fucking mixed in there. Um, I'm cool. I'm still hip with it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I, I don't want. Okay, I don't want your listeners to think that that's me as a person is Megan the Stallion and drops the <laughs> Jupiter. <laughs> I just really like silly, fun music. You got um, layers. You're a tiny onion. I am a tiny, <laughs> the baby onions, the little pearls. <laughs> um, but I also like. I grew up. My dad would always play like ska and punk and stuff nice. like that. So I grew up with a lot of that. Um, I only just started getting into silly music when, you know, I'd need something to like pump me up for a run. Yeah, I I listen to music on the way over here, uh, which is I usually don't do that. Like oh. in the car. You don't. No, I don't. I, I think for music, I kind of save it to pump me up. Yeah. I don't know why. And then if I listen to, like, if I'm in the gym and I'm running the first, like, 40 minutes, I'll just put on, like, a po- I'll put on Netflix or I'll yeah. put on a podcast or something like that. Just something to take my mind off what I'm doing. Yeah. But when I'm lifting or doing sprints, like, I have to listen, you have like, to music. listen to music. So, and then somewhere. when I'm driving, I'm trying to, like, kind of keep my mood, like, stable. So, do you listen to nothing when you drive? Or? No, I listen to podcasts. Oh, okay. That's I listen what I to, like, comedy say. podcasts yeah. or stand-up or stuff like that. I like listening to podcasts when I drive, too. What kind of podcasts do you like? Other than um, the Thick and Thin podcast. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's really only the th- I've listened to the first episode, like, five. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I did listen twice, though. Ew. I'll probably listen to this episode a few times. As you um, all shit out there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, but there's this other one called Girls Gotta Eat that I like. It's just like, it's comedy based, but they talk about like relationship stuff or I don't know, just random stuff. And I don't know, it's kind of cool to like listen into people's conversations. Is it like, like a, talking to somebody. What, what do they talk about? Just like a girl kind of stuff, like the perspective of relationships? Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess so. And then they'll have different people on to talk about, I don't know, just different stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard good things about um, the uh, what is it called? Like the guys we fucked or something. Oh, like that. the uh, yeah, I know. The what you're two two girls they oh, talk yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, 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 I heard some good good things about that. I wanted to check that one out. That one's pretty like it's pretty cool. Uh, I listened to them for a little bit, but I kind of got over it. And then uh, there was that other one where it's like two girls and they just talk about nasty shit the whole time. This is funny to you. Huh? Is it funny? It's just funny to you? It is. It's funny. And like the the whole time they're like, oh, we're not being serious. Do, they, do you know what I'm talking about? They're like one of the number one podcasts right now. It's like oh, really? the daddy gang or something. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I just listened to Kill Tony. Do you know what that is? Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. I, listened to right. Kill... I saw you on, you were on Kill Tony. I was Tony. on Kill Tony. Had, did you guys know? <laughs> yeah, did you know? Um, I wanted to, I'm trying to get back on there. Uh, so every Monday I go. It's like a four-hour process. Monday's like my busiest day. Yeah. Because you go to this like potluck first, and then you go to backstage, and you hang out there for two hours, and you hope you get called. Yeah. And then after that mark, they'll start to kill Tony, so you go to the back, and then you sit there for like two hours. Oh, So snap. it's like four hours. It's a lot, but um, it's just for a chance to try to get up at the comedy store, which is – Yeah. Know, that's like the oldest like, – I- and there's like no guarantee that you'll there's get no called guarantee. up that night. Yeah, it's all random. But if you get called at the potluck, the talent scouts are there, so it's kind of like your audition. Yeah. And you can get like better spots and move your way up in there. Mm-hmm. And then Kill Tony's always just it's, since it's such a big show, it's just completely random. Yeah, and they they had good things to say about you last time. I remember they made you uh, shadow box too. Yeah, they. <laughs> I definitely thought I was gonna have a different reaction. Huh. I, I didn't have as much respect for it as I do now. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. I've been knocked the fuck out in front of my family and friends. This ain't going to be shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I walked out there, and the terror I felt as I stood <laughs> at everybody and started talking. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I just, I started kind of shriveling up, and they kind of made fun of me for that, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> since then, they gave me some really good advice, and since yeah. then, I got a lot more comfortable, so. Yeah, it's cool. It's like a super awesome learning experience. Right? Yeah, it's definitely good, and since, like, my physical um, condition right now, it's kind of preventing me from training hard. It's like definitely a good outlet for me. Yeah. As as well as podcasting, this is like good therapy, right? Yeah. This is this is nice. I I miss going to therapy. Yeah. You're making me want to go back. <laughs> well, it's good. And then um, after you do it, since you put like I remember after we did the last one that I fucking deleted, uh, <laughs> you were like tired. I was really tired. Because yeah. we got we got we talked about stuff. We brought up emotions too. It's like and then you did the drive. Yeah. So we were both <laughs> it's like a big Woo! day for me. Yeah, it's a big day for you, Kyle. <laughs> so. Growing up, mm-hmm. did you ever get into trouble? No, actually. <laughs> I, I was it. like super, like it was super important to me to get like all A's and to do everything right. Like I was 
perfectionist child. Oh. Yeah. Wanted everybody to love me, you know. <laughs> Look at my grades. Please. Validate me. Everybody. <laughs> Hello. So you studied art? I did, yeah. I was. So <laughs> I guess that doesn't fall in line with what I just said. I wanted everyone to love me. I studied art in college. <laughs> I got my degree in studio art. Um, and I don't currently work in the arts. I was working with an artist for like, you know, five, six years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll do my own stuff every, you know, once in a while. Yeah, you have some but... really good artwork. I, um, asked you to paint me something a couple times. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I, I'm working on that. <laughs> yeah. I just, she has really good artwork. So I wanted to, um, get her to, to, Give me, give me something or something like that just so I can hang up in the studio or yeah. st- studio, the extra room I have that I podcast. <laughs> My studio. <laughs> Shut down the studio. <laughs> but I wanted to hang something in there, you know? Yeah. But um, other than that, I think we're going to call it a wrap. Oh. Um, this was a lot of fun. This was, yeah. yeah. I don't feel nearly as tired, too. No, we're in, we're in the, the thug cave. That's why. The oh, thug mongoose. The cave so, of the thug mongoose. Yeah. <laughs> this week, Anthony's the sleepy one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm used to that drive. That drive is fucking brutal sometimes. Yeah. And you were doing that like every day for a while. Yeah. my um, That's crazy. It sucks because I, I, yeah, my, my back would just give out if I didn't leave at certain times because like, it would take sometimes two hours, an hour yeah. 45. So. Traffic. Yeah, I'd get there crazy early or leave crazy late, whatever. Yeah. But I had it down to a science where I would, you know, get pumped up going there and decompress coming home. Yeah, yeah. So and by the time I get home after an hour drive, like, fuck this, I'm out, you know. Yeah. So it's good. Sometimes you leave class and you're like shadow boxing still or like laying yeah, down. Yeah, you're still kind of ah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. wired up. Um. So don't forget to get tickets to Kaya's next fight. You want to spit spit that one more time, Kaya? Yeah. So again, I'm fighting in three weeks from today. Today's Friday. So my fight's going to be on a Friday. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, February 7th in Anaheim. It's for IFS. Uh, Tickets are $40. Um, You have to get it before I turn the the tickets in. So So after that, you're not allowed to come. (laughs) Yeah. Please please get them ahead of time, guys. Support the fighters. It makes such a big difference. And at the end of the day, uh, a big part of the game, unfortunately, is selling tickets. So it helps a lot if you guys come and support. Buy your tickets early. Don't text for the day of the fight. <laughs> just show I will up. chew your head off. Just show up, that. show up early. <laughs> Expect to be there. Make a night of it. Grab yourself a drink. Do what you got to do. And just hang out. Yeah, and then we can uh, party in Disneyland after. There it is. <laughs> so this is Anthony. We want to thank Kyle one more time for coming out. Yay, thank you. And we'll see all you guys soon. Thanks a lot.